Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show is Miss Charlotte Price of Grindhouse Boxing, coming to you from Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Charlotte, how are you? Good, Joe. How are you? I'm doing excited. I'm I'm incredibly well. I appreciate you bringing the energy from the very top of this. Yeah. Obviously, obviously Charlotte, we're here to talk Grindhouse and and all of the, the fun and the ins and outs and get an inside peek into what it is that you do. Before yeah. we do that and, and explore the business side of things, I want you to talk a little bit about why you wanted to start a business like this in the first place. I think context is important for people. And so for you, what sparked this idea? Wow. Well, I'll tell you what sparked the idea is something that really I want to kick myself in the butt. I was working at a boxing gym and it was a corporate boxing gym and they closed down. And because of my love for boxing, I really couldn't find another gym to just be a trainer. And so I came up with the brilliant idea of, of, it was like all of us, the members of the gym and me, we were like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Well, me being the entrepreneur I am was like, I'm going to build a gym. I will build a gym for us. And so the process began and wow, I did not know how hard it would be. How hard it would be is a fantastic place for us to start this off. Um, I think business owners, regardless of industry, it doesn't even need to be specific to fitness at this point. Business owners know what you mean when you say how hard it would be. I want to explore both sides of the coin here, though. So talk to us a little bit about your experience with being an entrepreneur. What's the best part of this so far? And what's been the most challenging part so far? Well, I go to my daughter's school and I talk a lot to the entrepreneur classes. So I, I, they're always amazed at what I say. I don't walk in saying I make a million dollars. I don't walk in saying, hey, you need to do this. I simply divide up the room on who thinks they can be an entrepreneur and who who thinks they can't. And I am so honored when they are really honest, because when I tell them what all goes into being an entrepreneur, their eyes get big. So the reason I wanted to become an entrepreneur is because I've always been an entrepreneur. So I had actually a salon before this in in the nail industry. So for 30 years, I ran a salon. So I actually have a bachelor's degree in business communication. So I'm very familiar with business. So I kind of, I ran that and I kind of associated it with the gym memberships, but it's very different. Uh, The nail industry or the beauty industry, uh, more loyalty. I have clients that would come for long-term, but in the fitness industry, there's a turnover rate. So you're always having to recreate and rebrand and advertise and get new members through the door and keep the old ones happy. Right. I never imagined that that would be what I, what I had to do, Mm. but I became an entrepreneur and how hard it is, is because everything falls on me. 
I want everybody to be happy. I want to make sure everything's clean. I want to make sure all the bills are paid. And then finding employees, just finding simple employees to work for me with the standards that I have are very hard. Yeah. Because it's my name, it's my brand. I branded it and I know how I want it ran. And if they don't run it that way, it falls on me. Doesn't fall on them, falls on me. Correct. Yeah, that's that's uh, a tale as old as time when it comes to running a gym is trying to find a team and people who a can team. deliver mm-hmm. on what we're saying that we're going to deliver. Yes, yes. For the, the service aspect of this, obviously mm-hmm. we mentioned the name of the studio is Grindhouse Boxing. So boxing mm-hmm. is sort of front and center here. But when you describe the business, when you describe the service that you provide, what do you tell people? I tell them that boxing is a sweet science and it's been lost. So they, they're like, oh yeah, I boxed. I went to this kickboxing place or I went here, I went there. But that's not boxing. To, to box, you have to understand boxing. You have to understand how your body turns, how your core turns how one shoulder comes and proceeds before it, how your energy comes from the ground up through your body, through your core, through your hips. And people don't realize that boxing is um, offensive and defensive at the same time. Mm. So they're just thinking of hitting, but you have to remember something's coming back to you. So when I start to teach people and understand boxing, they appreciate it and they can watch a boxing match and really understand it as well as understand how to do it without injury. So when they walk through the doors and they say, I wanna learn boxing, my goal is if you really want to learn, I'm here to teach you. But if you think you're just gonna punch the bag, this is not the place for you. Because you, I don't allow anyone to just come in and just punch on the bag. That's just not what Grindhouse is about. We're about fundamentals and learning the sweet science of boxing. Yeah. And once you learn the fundamentals, you'll get faster and you'll get more powerful and you'll drop the weight and you'll get the muscles. Sure. But it does not come immediately. Nothing comes immediately. Yeah. And so boxing gyms that I've spoken to in the past have had this sort of nuanced issue where people are almost afraid or or hesitant Mm -hmm. to join Mm -hmm. because they don't want to get punched in the face. Mm -hmm. Right. That's sort of a, a. a misnomer of a lot of boxing studios like this you want to teach the the art of boxing and stay true to the nature of the sport Mm -hmm. do you find that you have that issue where people think that they're either going to get hit or they can't join no i have all shapes and sizes the way that i teach is First of all, I need to know what area you want to go in. If you want to go into the competition side, then I'm going to take you down that road. Then I know what you're wanting. If you're going to go on the fitness side, then I know what area to, to focus on. So if someone wants to go into the fitness side, we have exercises where I have the pool noodles. So those are simply coming at you, which is like a punch, but it's not a punch. You're understanding the slips and the rolls and how to get out of the way. But it's also good for, for its protection in, if you're out, self-defense. Right. So boxing can be used as self-defense also. 
But if you're going down the competition road, you still cannot get in the ring and spar until you're qualified. And you understand and show me you understand defense, you understand offense. And then when you do get in the ring, we start off with just a jab, just a jab. We don't just go in and just start punching each other. That's where it's misleading in boxing gyms. That's that's where boxing gyms have a bad rep. I don't want that. I want people to come in and I want them to love boxing. You're not going to love it that way. That's true. I I wouldn't love it that way. Sure. And, and so it, I think it's important to sort of explore because of the time that we are operating a business. How do the numbers and the people that you serve, how does the amount of people compare now to 24 or so months ago, pre-COVID? Did you find that you took a hit from it or have you guys pretty much bounced back? Well, when we started it was November and COVID hit February. So I just opened. Like mm-hmm. if someone could have told me this was going to happen, I would never open. However, it was a very weary time because the little bit of members I did get, because it was, it was winter. And that's not a good time to open a gym. But because of the building out took so long, that it backed up my opening. So then here I opened in the winter and then as soon as spring hit, here comes COVID. So after the shutdown, like I was just really depressed. I was just really weary, but I had come too far. Like I have 24 bags with a big steel post. Like what can I do? I can't unscrew them and just leave. So I knew I had to push forward, but actually I think people were so tired of being indoors that it grew. Like we did have to work out with masks on at first. And I'll tell you, the first time I did, I cried. It was so unbearable. I cried. I thought, we cannot live like this. I can't work out like this. I tried to get different masks, a mask that had holes in them, this ventilation mask. But then I said, I got to do what I have to do. And then we got used to the mask. But it's like the membership started to grow. You know, and I just I just want to say that I just stayed faithful to my plan and said, I'm going to build a community. I want to I I'm building a community. I don't look at it as a gym. I'm building a place where someone who's lonely can come. A mother whose kids gone off to college can come. You you'll see my members and you won't think that they can box. You will see them in a the grocery store and they'll look just like a 45 year old woman. And then you see them in the gym. and You're like, wow. So I'm bringing together people that would never come together any other way, but that's what a boxing gym is. Absolutely. And and so I I think to explore that question even further, how do your numbers now compare to where you ultimately think they can be? Do you have room for growth here? Oh yeah. Always have room for growth. Yes. But for some reason, I, I, I mean, I worry, but I don't worry. I just feel like, well, who's supposed to be there is there. Who's going to come is coming. Um, I do have a marketing uh, company that I work with who, you know, ranks me high up in Google and, you know, my clients, my members, they give me, you know, reviews, you know, I'm doing all that I can, but my focus is on who's there. Yeah. Not so much of who I wish was here. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And I mean, we can have the greatest marketing plans and, and the best salespeople in the world. But if we don't have a product exactly. that's working at the end yeah. of the day, then yeah. none of that is 
it's going to mean much. You mentioned working with some sort of marketing team and it sounds like they're Mm -hmm. focused more on, on the SEO side of things. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. So they they get them, they get them to call me, but I got to show it. Yeah. And I'm very confident. I'm confident when they get there. Yeah. I'm confident when you come, it's, you're going to see. And if you don't, then I wasn't the place for you, but I don't even call them back after they come and take a tour and maybe a class. They come back. It might not be right away, but I don't bug them. I don't call them. I don't harass them because if it's meant to be, they'll be here. Sure. And and so I want to pick your brain because of course people find us through Google, right? If I'm, if I'm putting myself inside the mind of an average fitness seeker or somebody looking for a boxing gym, Google is probably the first place that I'm going. But what else has been a a tremendous change in the fitness industry is the use of social media and the idea that people know far more about our business before they even step in Mm -hmm. than ever before. Is social media something that you guys have focused on? Yeah, we, we do. I don't do a lot of it because of the, the age factor, you know, because honestly, I don't want the young, 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 young kid. I, if I want the young, I would want them more centered, maybe in competition, but I want my regular working, dependable people for my fitness side that can pay the bills, <laughs> Because when you sometimes the young ones they they'll sign a contract and never grant it. Right. So social media could bring all those walks of life. That's just problems. But I think that's how you all found me was on social media. So I do do social media, but I don't like zone in on it. Like what people say, you have to do five stories a day and all that. No, I'll post some videos and I'll show some of the classwork and I'll show some yeah. of my PTs and some of the competition team. Yeah. Is that you that's handling that or is that outsourced? I I handle it. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And so, but I don't like put my ratings in that. Like if I only got five likes or, you know, cause that can be misleading too. That can play with you mentally. So I don't allow social media to play with me. Do you find that you have people reaching out to you or are you able to generate leads from social media? Some, but they've always not turned out well. I see. Because I think a lot of people that chase social media are chasing after the latest and the greatest. Yeah, that's an that's an interesting point here. Um, and I think any sort of marketing, regardless of social media or wherever we're putting our marketing, I'm a big proponent that good marketing should turn people away who don't belong in the service as much as it does bring people in mm-hmm. who do yeah. belong, right? There yeah. is a certain avatar that you're looking for with your business and it's not anyone and everyone and that's totally fine too we can't help everybody right how do we target the people who would have success Mm -hmm. in our business that's an interesting sort of conversation and is it google probably is it social media sure Mm -hmm. there are there are millions and millions and millions of people on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever these platforms are, how do we get in front of the right people is sort of the question, right? Yes. right? yes. And you got to know what works for you. Yeah. And and so the, the conversation that we've been having thus far, Charlotte, is of course on growing a business, but to your point, there needs to be just as much of a focus on 
keeping the people that we have mm-hmm. as there is in bringing in new people. Yeah. Is retention something that you track as a business? Is that a metric that you look at or is it more a gut feeling? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I usually tend to keep people for a year. They usually grant their year contract. Um, and when they, when they need to exit, I'm, I'm grateful they gave me a year. I'm grateful they paid for a year and they, they did what they said they were going to do because after the year's up, then they just go month to month. So mm-hmm. they're no longer in a contract. So they don't think that I'm stuck. I see. You, you have proved to me that you are loyal to me for a year. Now you can go month to month and in 30 days you can, you can opt out because things change in people's life. Interests change. I don't, I don't blame them, but I'm thankful and grateful that you gave me a year of your life and gave me a year chance to make a difference. Yeah. And, and they tell me that, that, you know, it, of course they say it's not personal and it's okay. And I, I do appreciate when they do exit, they tell you, you know, not just ghost you, but you have to realize that you can't hold people. Um, now when people just leave and they're delinquent, that's another story. But when they fulfill their, their, their obligation, I, I'm so respectful to them. Absolutely. And the ways that I've seen businesses like yours, at least, find a lot of success beyond just the basic membership is in sort of layering on other services. Is there ways for us to build on personal training or is there ways for us to add in a a nutrition coaching service or sell gloves, sell apparel, sell all of these things. Are these things that you guys look at as a business? I do sell gloves. I do sell wraps and I do sell apparel. So those three things are hit. Um, When someone takes a first class, they can simply rent gloves because I don't think anyone should go out and buy all the gear and they hate it. So that also gives them a, a leeway of like, hey, at least I'm not buying in person gloves. I can still come. Everything is here for me to test out this class. And then if they like it and they like my gloves, you can buy them. So it it, it kind of helps. To me, it helps them without making the decision of, you know, going to Academy or somewhere and buying cheap gloves and messing up their wrist. I know my gloves, they're, they're guaranteed. If you don't like them, you can return them. So what I do is I try to be honest and just real about yeah. who I am and what I am and what I'm offering. Of course. What um, about the, the first two parts of that? Uh, obviously we can, we can bring in decent revenue from selling gloves and apparel mm-hmm. and stuff, but personal training and, and nutrition yeah. Are, yeah. are really where a yeah. lot of businesses generate a lot of profitability. Yeah. Is that something you guys participate in? I do personal training, but I have not found a nutritionist. Of course, that that falls into the employee category. <laughs> Just certainly trying yeah. to, you know, because, you know, you find that there are a lot of people that just want to do their own thing. And wanting to do your own thing is great, but you do have to fall under someone to learn. I didn't just run out and, bought, bought and build a gym. I worked for several gyms and I took this model from this person and this model from this person. And I, and I don't want that from that person. So you, you have to take it. You have to slice it up like a pie and make a pie. Yeah. You can't just, I'm just going to start. I'm just going to start a business. You can't do that. You just can't. You will fail. Yeah. And, and I think it's funny because we could spend 
hours and hours and hours yeah. talking about staffing and, and the do's and don'ts when it comes to that. We'll have to save that one for another time and, and get you back here. But Charlotte, I, I think it's important to establish, I mean, we've talked about how you got here. We've talked about what it looks like today. Walk us through your vision for this business moving forward. What's your big vision here? Well, I built it because I have a 15-year-old daughter, and I did not want her to go out in the summer and beg for a job. Well, needless to say, she doesn't want to work there. <laughs> I felt like she would be safe. She loves boxing. She's a great boxer. She's on the competition team. She has a chance to go to the Olympics because of her age. But I think because it's moms, and eh, she's not attached. But that was my goal was to build it for my family generation, um, at least through through her high school. Um, and then, you know, I didn't think about franchising. I thought about doing it as long as I could and maybe selling it. But hopefully someone would take it on that was much younger and could continue the concept. Um, because I do love the coaching side. I do. Yeah. Um, the business side can be overwhelming when I'm trying to coach. So doing dual is very hard, but I don't neglect either because that's what I signed up for. So it's not anyone's fault, but mine. But if I can grow and I can get the manager I want, then I would go more into the coaching side. So that, that's my vision. And ha and coaching my daughter to the to through amateurs to go further, sure the nationals. And yeah, and and that's that's a perfect place for us to start to wrap this whole thing up, Charlotte. I really, I think these types of conversations are tremendously important. And remembering why we do what we do is yeah. just as important as doing the thing. So before we sign out of here entirely, I want to give you the opportunity to tell people where they could learn a little bit more about the business. Is there a website? Is there, yeah. what are the social media links that you were talking yeah. about before? So uh, Instagram is grindhouse boxing or the grindhouse boxing. Try either the grindhouse boxing. Facebook is grindhouse boxing. My website is thegrindhouseboxing.com. And we're in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And at 55 years old, I am going to fight my first fight in two weeks. Congratulations. So women couldn't box and go to the Olympics till 2012. So I couldn't box as a little girl, but I'm able to box as an adult. So that's something that I'm very excited about. Love that. We'll have to we'll have to check in with you <laughs> on the road and, and see how that fight goes. Charlotte, like I said, I, I really appreciate your time. I think this is a fantastic mental exercise for business owners of all sort. And so I, I wish you nothing but the best. I'm excited to see what the future holds and we'll be watching from the sidelines. And last thing I want to tell people is. Remember, when you build your passion, it's still your passion. Don't let it slide as not your passion anymore. Because so there can be, there's going to be weary days, but it's still your passion. Yep. Spot on. <laughs> Charlotte, thank you. Thank you, Joe. You I were the best. <laughs> and, and to everyone who tuned in today, thank you as thank well. You. Don't forget. Yeah.
If you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Brett with World Camp CrossFit out of Georgia. Brett, what's going on today, man? Happy Tuesday. How you feeling, brother? Feeling good so far. It's been a good day. There we go. Every day is a good day, my friend. I appreciate you being here. We're excited to have you on. And I think we're ready to dive in to the nitty gritty of what you have going on with World Camp CrossFit. But, you know, first, let's take a step back here and give the viewers a little perspective, man. I know you spoke a little bit off air, but why don't you tell them in your own words how you describe World Camp Camp CrossFit and what you guys do? Describe us as a very community-based gym, uh, very tight-knit community. Everybody's there to help each other and be there for each other in the sense of, Nobody really doesn't get along for the most part. So, you know, it's a, just a very tight-knit group of people who genuinely care for each other. So it's yeah. very nice to have that community and makes my job a lot easier. A hundred percent. And I love how you start with the clients at the forefront, right? I mean, I think that's the biggest thing that a lot of gym owners lose sight of is they start in the business to help. And then they get lost in the sight of profit, which is Again, we don't hate money here, right? But that's right. That's right. <laughs> you, you have to put the the clients there, or else you're never gonna grow. You're never gonna. They're gonna feel how genuine you are. So I could already tell this is gonna be a good episode, man. With just that little response, I love it. Um, let's start with the bare bones basics here, Brett. How many members are you serving? We serve around 183 at the moment. That's listed members. That is all, including myself and our system, my wife. Uh, but that's, that's we're right at that 182, 183 mark. I looked this gotcha. morning just to check before we got started. So, <laughs> doing yeah, good. I like yeah. that. Yeah. I like that. You have it top of mind, man. That's great. And so, um, you know, for you guys, Brett, I mean, I think it's different for everybody, right? But what's been the best method to get new people through the door or interested? Um, kind of where we live, it's all word of mouth. Everything we do, you know, business wise around here just works really well with word of mouth. Our clients come in and they go to church. They all, you know, most of our clients go to different churches. They go to different social groups and they just kind of talk about it. People see their results and they're like, hey, come try it out. And I tell all my people like, hey, you know, if you have somebody new coming in, tell them they get five visits for free. You know, just okay. let them try Can't it out for a week. <laughs> no, sir. I mean, there's no obligation, you know, just come try yeah. it. Worst thing, you don't like it. So, Yeah. No, I, I love that, Brett. I think that's so important, man. I mean, when you can, and that's a privilege, I think, because I don't think there's any other industry, right? I mean, you can talk about a restaurant, you can talk about spas, whatever it may be. There's no such thing as a free trial anywhere else other than the fitness industry. Yeah, and I, I think yeah. it's something that people 
either appreciate or they don't value. But I think it, there's no value like that to be able to taste it, to see it, to feel it before you can walk in or that's right. even commit. So that, that's good, Brett. Sorry. And no obligation to like, yeah, I mean, a lot of things that are claim free, they want a credit card on file. I mean, yeah. we just, we just want you to sign a waiver and come try us out, you know? Yeah. And I think it builds trust in my opinion. Right. I mean, I think there's obviously, there's no right or wrong answer in terms of, okay, do you want to charge for it? Or do you not? I think it really comes down to your decision, but I think at the end of the day, when you can be as genuine as you are and build that relationship, because I guarantee you with the tight knit community that you have, they kind of sell the gym for you. You know, they get them into the door and it's like, Hey, like, <laughs> like wow, 100%. I love this place. So I think that's the biggest thing. And I think that you understand that at a high level where you just need to get people through the door and that's awesome. And, um, you know, kind of leads me to this next question, you know, uh, not sure if you're a one man show or not, but regardless, I mean, 183 people is a lot. Okay. And it if it was <laughs> one to 183, <laughs> even though I know you're probably not coaching everybody, but the fact that you're the overseer, the owner of all this, I mean, how do you manage knowing when somebody's been there for a year or two years, if they just started, if they're canceling, how do you manage those metrics? I mean, tracking is huge. How do you do that? It is. We use uh push press for tracking, keep up all our memberships and nice. stuff like that. So we build leads. We follow through with the leads as they join the memberships. Um, I do do a lot of that myself as far as still working on putting a team together and kind of building that team. Uh, I got some people coming on next month that are really going to help and benefit uh, not just me, but the members themselves. It's going to be a lot better client engagement, uh, a lot better follow through on some some leads that we miss or I miss. I say we, but I myself. Um, but yeah, just kind of working through it. Just, I mean, I'm right at five years in and still learning. So I think that's the big thing is just, you know, understand your flaws and your, your, your downsides and be able to fix that. So. Yeah, no, I, I, I appreciate the honesty and transparency there, Brett. And I think that's super important, which is literally bringing me to my next question. It's like, I don't know if you, if you can read my mind or something over here, but you know, I, it's a longer winded question, but a, a good question. And it's about improvement here. Right. And so, um, if bear with me with it, if you need me to repeat anything, by all means, just let me know, Brett, don't mind. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, in the fitness and gym industry, there's about three pillars of business we use pretty predominantly. And that's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, getting people interested, your acquisition, which is your sales, right? Getting them from being interested to a paying client. And sure. then retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to stay with you longer and pay more in that process, right? Um, of those three, Brett, where do you feel like you could improve the most? We could definitely improve, I would say, on the, probably the first one, a little bit better on marketing. Um, like I say, everything kind of where we're located is word of mouth. We don't, I, I, we, I don't do a great job with the marketing as far as our uh, social media goes. I'm hoping to kind of step that up a little bit. I do have a member that runs that for me, um, but I'm not very good at saying, hey, we need to get a post out this week. You know, we need to respond to these messages. We need to get here. We need to reach this demographic or this target group and kind of work from there. So once again, once a little bit more is off my plate next month or in the coming months, I plan to kind of step that up in my realm myself. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think again, the fact that you can put success to the side and be as transparent as you are, I mean, most people would see 180, hundred clients or even 150, even 50 clients would be like, Oh, they're killing it. You know what I mean? And that's the honest truth. Mm -hmm. But the fact that you can put that to the side is still be like, Hey, I can still improve. I think it's eye-opener for all the viewers, right? Because it's like there is a bigger limit. There's more. There's more to That's do. Right. And That's right. if you're in the business of helping people, the sky's the limit. You can you can help 
anyone and everyone. Just get through right. the door, right? Never too many. Never too many. Exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, two more questions for you here, Brett. My two favorite questions, and these are usually the ones that take the longest for us. Um, what's the bigger picture for you, man? What are you trying to accomplish long term? Oh, man. I've had that question come up recently with my wife, actually, in the sense of, you know, what are we doing here? How's, how's this going to last? How's this going to work? Um, in my, in my opinion, long-term is my role is I have, you know, I coach four or five classes a week. I have a coach for each time slot. We have a little bit larger facility, some more cardio equipment base that we're looking to get, um, fairly large gym. So buying, we can't just buy one thing. We have to buy 10 of everything. So it's kind of like get to that point where, Hey, if I want to buy 10 ski ergs, I can just pull the trigger and buy 10 ski ergs. You know what I mean? And just kind of be able to provide all levels of fitness and all realms of fitness in one place is my goal. I love that. I love that. I love the versatility and the broadness, right? It's like, there is so much to be done and it's like, Hey, we're going to get it done. <laughs> That's really, That's right. I, I, That's I love right. that. That's really all it is. And it's just, it's not even, you know what it is? I, I, I don't think you realize, or maybe you do, but just the tone and the way you're speaking of it, it's not even a, an if, it's you're going to. It's a definite win. So, win. Yeah, that's the goal. Exactly. Goal. Exactly. Brett, you know it. <laughs> he knows. He understands. I love it, man. And my favorite question, man, my, my favorite one, I'm really curious to see your answer here. Brett, if you could go back in time here to when you first started your gym, you know, sit yourself down with the with the knowledge you know now and, and give yourself that one piece of advice that you think you really needed to hear when you first started your gym. What would that advice be for you? I think that advice when I bought it um, at that time would be, Hey, be patient. Don't rush. You have all these ideas, you have all these wants, and, you know, you want everything to be fast forward. And I think this is in all aspects of life. And uh, I learned a lot of this at church and, and reading the Bible and being, being patient is, is pivotal in anything you do. Um, you know, if you're doing the right thing, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're, you're treating people the right way. You know, you take care of the people, they'll take care of you. And patience goes a long way, a very long way versus trying to rush things and push things that aren't going to happen or fall through and you get discouraged about it is, I mean, just patience. I can't speak enough about it and just waiting to see what happens. Still be aggressive in your business plan and what you want and your desires, but patience always wins out in my opinion. But you know what, man, that was a mic drop of an answer. I'm not even going to say anything on this one. I usually do, but like, it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, you know, please shout out your Instagram, Facebook, website, anything you may have. Where can people find out more about you and the gym? Best place to do that would be our Facebook page, World Camp CrossFit. Uh, look us up. We're located here in Albany, Georgia. We have our Instagram page, which, page, which is World Camp CrossFit. On Instagram, you'll see us on there, a bunch of folks lifting weights. We like to lift heavy weights all the time. You'll see us there. Um, but, yeah, if you're ever in the Albany area, look us up. You're more than welcome to come hang out. There we go, Brett. Look, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Just uh, stick around for two seconds if you can, Brett. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and sign everybody else out over here, okay? Sounds good. Awesome. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in, join us, talk about your fitness business, click link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon.
And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke, and joining me on the show are Christian and Chloe from C2 Athletics in St. Eustache, Quebec, Canada. That was a mouthful. Welcome to the show, guys. Nailed it. Nailed it, Brooke. <laughs> Thanks. Welcome. Thank you for, for the warm welcoming. Thanks for having us. Yep. I'm so excited to have you guys here today and learn more about your business. Um, first of all, thank you. Thank you for being here and taking time out of the busy day-to-day of being a gym owner. Uh, I think it says a lot about you guys if you're able to just step away and give back to the industry through a conversation like this. So thank you guys. Um, before we dive into the business and all the fun stuff, I would love it if you guys could kind of give us a little backstory as to what it was that got you started running C2 Athletics. Good. I'll start, Chloe, for mine. Perfect. So basically, I started nine years ago. I opened my first box, uh, which was called La Caserne CrossFit. And I've started to, and I decided to open my box by, it was pure patient passion. You know, I, I was there, I, I was doing CrossFit and loved it. I've decided to become a coach and I was looking to get some uh, business opportunity and open my own business. And I saw the opportunity back then. And so I started and opened my box nine years ago without any experience as a gym owner or as a business owner at all. And I've learned from there, made a lot of mistakes. I've made a lot of good things. And a couple of years later, I already met Chloe before, but we've decided to basically become partner by merging our two boxes. So I'll let her go on on this yeah, on, on my side of things, um, I wanted to open a box. I always knew I loved CrossFit. Uh, I found CrossFit. It was super inspiring. I really enjoyed it as a, a person doing it. And then I was like, oh, I could probably take this somewhere. And especially I have an undergrad in education. So teaching and coaching and education is already something I love and I was passionate about. So during my undergrad, I wanted to find a mix between I love teaching, I love kids and et cetera. How can I bring this also to adults? So for me, it was important to be, okay, where's the continuum of, I want kids to grow up into healthy adults. So bridging that gap, I found CrossFit really interesting, especially that I loved it. So that's how I opened a CP CrossFit. And that's where our C2 comes from. Kazem and CP gives C2 Athletics. So that's the name of our, that's how we branded so that our original members would still feel some type of like hominess with that C2. Mm-hmm. So that's how we merged together. So both our passions, we really enjoyed it. And that's when we came together. 
I love that. I think the name of four-year gym is just perfect. Um, when I was in high school, my my high school had to combine with a high school nearby. And um, we were called Jay and they were called Livermore and everybody wanted to call our school Jivermore, but it didn't <laughs> end up working. But that's so cool. You guys actually combine your names to create something because I think that, like you said, it makes your members at both places feel like they still have like that that original family um, type feeling versus like completely starting over new. So um, that's super cool. Um, what I would love for you guys to do next is kind of give us your elevator pitch. Tell us who you guys are, the services that you provide, kind of the whole nine yards. That way we have a picture in our heads moving forward. So the different services we're offering, we're kind of not limited in services, but we have our regular classes, group classes, which are CrossFit classes or functional fitness, if you prefer. We're offering as well. So that's our main, let's say it's our main uh, membership. It's yep. based on our group classes. We're also offering classes for kids, uh, which is called a uh, I'll, I'll say this in English. Yeah. Like the future generation. Next like generation. The, the next one's coming up. Next generation. C2 next generation. Yeah. La Relève, French for those maybe that are listening with some French background. La Relève, which is like the up and comers kind of. Fine, <laughs> so fine. Okay, we're cool. offering that, that type of class. We also have what we call the legends, which are the 55s and over. So for them to have classes that are adapted for them. Uh, and during our week, we have what we call the technical day which is one something that, this is something that is awesome. We have one full day where we don't have workout of the day. We are offering just technical class for every member that we have. So basically people are coming in and for the, for an hour, we're gonna work either on weightlifting or on gymnastic. And we're gonna work specifically on with them to improve their the quality of their movement, making sure the mechanic is good. They're doing this, with a lot of good consistency. So when they're coming into a workout, they can put some intensity as, as well. Yeah, um, that's our main class, like how we divide our schedule. Mm -hmm. um, we also have our strong men, yeah. which is the Sunday. So strong one, strong women, strong children, everyone's mm -hmm. included. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's a fun two hour block. Um, when it's nice, we open the, the garage doors and we have some tire flips outside, some sled. So the strongman Sunday kind of breaks up the weekly, maybe like, mm -hmm. okay, the same pattern, the same thing. Oh, that strongman's really exciting. Um, we also have private training. So of course we have our private trainings and even in duos, if they wish to, again, be able to keep growing like what they need. So whether it's technique, whether it's just even chatting and seeing what their goals are and we're always there for them. So those, those privates are always interesting as well as we have nutrition and physiotherapy, massage therapy, physical therapy. I think it's what's called for you guys um, so that our members can also stay healthy. Um, it's even great during the opens, they'll come and they'll treat for free, like 15 minute little blocks, because we all know the opens. For those that don't know, the opens are like a competitive block of our season. Mm -hmm. So all athletes of all walks of life, all like fit, RX, like wherever you're at, get to compete in this little fun competition. And the physical therapists come and they help us and they treat free just to make sure that our clients are really staying healthy and enjoying their process. So we have those uh, those things as well. Are we missing anything? Yep, the school program. Oh yeah, the programs for sure. Yeah. yeah. We have some school programs. So we have uh, high school 
the, around our box that basically are asking us to give them special programs. We have one program for a group of people that are runners, footballs, uh, or just a, a regular physical program at yep. education for, uh, how do you say this? It's a healthy women or yep. healthy active women, if you yep. translate it, healthy active women at high school. They have like a little club and they wanted to introduce themselves to CrossFit. So. Exactly. So we Physical. have some school program like that that are coming into our week and we're giving yep. a class as well. Absolutely. I love yep. how diverse the services that you offer are. That's um, really unique for the CrossFit style, you know, um, mm -hmm gym because you're offering you know the normal group classes i love that you have the technique um day on your programming that's so so vital um you have the strong man you're offering one-on-one slash semi-private and then you have other services that you incorporate into the gym like the physical therapy and stuff like that and like you said so vital for crossfit athletes i mean yeah. um especially after all those wall walks that have been programmed in the open the <laughs> I definitely could have used that if my gym had that option, um, for sure. So, uh, with, with that being said, you know, you have all these different services. Um, my question to you guys is how big are you right now? How many members do you guys have? We have about 225 members, uh, out of those 225, 150 or so are monthly members and the other ones are punch cards basically. So, that's about it. I'm not including anything that is related to school or program because it's it's not related to membership. Yeah, or private. Those or are private. separate. Exactly. Like we're just talking about that running membership that you know comes to classes twice a week or mm -hmm. three times a week. Or we have a pretty good uh, the size of the gym is pretty pretty good size compared to what I know in our area. We have a 404,000 uh, square foot box. Which is uh, get new, yeah, four thousand, four thousand four hundred. Sorry, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> hey, today. it's okay. Say it's okay. Four hundred thousand square feet. No. I That's wish. Um, okay, so you're in a four thousand square foot facility. You guys have about one hundred and fifty members who are in reoccurring kind of memberships, yep. and then you've got some other people on punch cards coming in here and there. Yep. Um. So with that being said what is kind of that spot where you guys would feel comfortable? Are you looking to invite in more members, hit the gas, or are you comfortable where you're at right now? To be totally honest with you, that that number, it's pre pretty much a break-even point for us. Okay. So basically, it's to get more uh, business. It's always what we're aiming for because we want to go there, make sure that we're going to have sufficient funds to basically grow, to change the equipment, to add up equipment, to basic and to live, <laughs> just to live, to make, make sure we have a good salary at one point. No? Yeah, absolutely. Like I would definitely say that it, it is a break even point. And I would say that it's perfect that you notice that we're really diverse in our, what we're offering. Cause I would say that's new, not new, but newish for this year, yep. uh, post pandemic, we really thought about like our goals and where we would see ourselves heading three, six and one year, 12 months. Yep. And I think diversifying our offer was definitely something that brings in a diverse amount of people which changes, okay, the school program is a quick punch of money. Okay, uh, six 
six weeks, cool, but that's not something that's going to last. So how do we maintain that through the year? Mm -hmm. So I think members is one part for sure. We're always growing that, but this year it's about diversifying, getting those blocks of money that way. Even our competition that we didn't talk about. We also run a competition twice a year. That's also a really nice source of revenue. So like diversifying our, our population and our ways of, you know, getting income. That was really our one year focus. Yep. I love it. I love that you guys have a focus. You know, you have a plan mm-hmm. as to how you're going to get to where you want to be. So if you guys are, you know, you have all these diverse services, completely different than a lot of places like you out there. How are you actively aiding the growth process to get the word out that you are a place that exists with all of these services? It is something that we need to improve, actually. You know, we're using all the media, the social media that are surrounding where we have, we have a Facebook page, we have our Instagram that we're using and we're not, we have a, t- a Twitter account, but we're not using it at all, pretty much. Uh, we usually use a couple of years back, we used a newspaper and it wasn't a good idea. You know, it was more expense than revenue generating and it's more than, Currently, it's more the mouth to mouth and the mouth to hear. <laughs> no, mouth to mouth would be something else, but <laughs> word of mouth, <laughs> word of mouth. <laughs> I'm here as a translator. Just call me Chloe, the translator. I got this. So word of mouth. I'll, I'll continue. The word of mouth is like definitely the thing oh, that helps us. I think yeah, CrossFit is is really rooted in the experience. I would say. And some like it's really nice to put this really nice poster up, like come try CrossFit. Like, firstly, the word CrossFit often scares people. I wish it was different, and we're working hard, I think, just as the community of CrossFit to change that. So I think it's like word of mouth is definitely like the main source. But as we said, we need to work on that because that's not enough. And once your pool of of, of talk has reach its limit i think those yeah that instagram facebook and even trying to find different ways to really get people in the gym Mm -hmm. because again it's an experience thing i truly believe once you spend one hour with us you're convinced and i know everybody says that but it's an experience place where it's not a sausage roll of people coming in and we hope you don't come back it's an experience where you know that you're accounted for. And I know when you skip a class and I'll write to you, how are you doing? What's going on? It's an experience. I think getting that out there, getting people to feel that and step in Mm -hmm. is huge. Yeah, it is. It is truly something that if you let this CrossFit or any group fitness, if you allow it to change your life, it totally will. But people are initially are scared. So you guys, it's great that you have awareness that word of mouth isn't enough, right? Like I think in this industry, we all love word of mouth so much because it's free advertising for us. And that pumps pumps (laughs) us all up. The word free, like our clients go out in the community and they tell their friends, you know, about us because they love us and they trust us so much and we can grow that way. But it's not a measurable way to grow because we can't control the speed of it. We can't control how fast it happens and we can't slow it down once it starts. Um, So the areas that we kind of can control are the efforts of like paid advertising and stuff like that. Have you guys ever touched, you know, the paid advertising side on Facebook or Instagram? Is that something you've tried yet? Yeah, we tried that. The, the, the pay advertising for promotion or something like that not, are, it's not really working well for us. What is working is more the paid advertising 
for people to know, you know like people, to, to attract the people to like her, her page, visit her website or something like that. It has more uh, effect than doing a promotion for something. Promotion is not something we're really strong on. We don't, yeah. usually don't do promotion because we don't want to uh, downsell. Uh, how do you say this? Yeah, lower like our value, yeah. right? Like yeah, the people no, who want to pay this amount, but then once they come to the full price, they're not interested anymore. So no. right? we don't look at doing 50% off and like boxing sale deals. That's not what we do. But we're doing a lot of promotion, not promotion, publication on the Facebook pages that are we using as a uh, advertising for people to know and attract the people in. Yeah, I would say our, our advertising is more, do you want to go first? Sorry. No, you can continue, continue okay. talking. <laughs> I, would definitely say, I would definitely say that, that uh, our advertising is more about getting people to see us. Mm -hmm. And I think that over time, exposure always creates adherence. So what I mean by that is the experiment, we know that you put a marshmallow in front of someone and over time, they're gonna wanna eat the marshmallow, right? That classic thing, you see it for about a second and then it, the marshmallow disappears, you don't want it anymore. So what it's about is being there enough that people see it once and okay, twice, three times, and you go, ah, oh, I kind of do want to try. So I think it's for us to be out there enough, obviously not to an annoying point or to a place where you start removing the ad, but to have that enough exposure that people see us, they see us, they think about it, they see our message, they see the diverse publications that we have from mm -hmm. young to older to a little bit more competitive and getting that brand to come through over time through that advertising. I think that's what people do. They come in and say, I saw you a few times and now I'm willing to try. And that hesitancy comes away once they've seen those multiple publications. Yeah. I would say that's a, that's a big part. Yeah, I think, you know, you guys touched on a really important point that like you can advertise without putting a a promotion out there and devaluing yourself. Um, I think what it takes a lot of time is you just putting yourself out there, showing the community at your facility, showing how much fun people are having, the results people are seeing. That's huge, too. You know, if so-and-so sees that one of your members, you know, gained some muscle and lost some body fat, they're going to be like, oh, that's a reputable place. I want to go there. Um, so things like that are great things to advertise rather than be like, hey, come come on in and have 50% off your first month because then you get somebody in for one month and then they leave like once the discount is taken off their account. Um, so that's a really great point. Um, so my next question to you guys would be, you know, what would you say is the biggest bottleneck that you're facing within your business right now? You know, if you don't clear this out of the way, it might hold you back from growth in the future. Uh, for myself, I would say still, we still have a lot of, uh, uh, French. there's a lot of uh, people that are afraid of the price. And here in Canada, paying for a membership that is over a hundred dollars, it's a one, it's a big stop, it's a big no-no. Okay, people are not used to have to pay for services that worth way more than what they're paying for, and putting the money out for their own health. So that's one of the biggest bottleneck we have. So try to convince the people that you know you're paying this, but this is what it works. You know, you have a lot of equipment, you have coaching, you have follow-up, you have everything that we, we know that exists and what you're not getting if you're going to a global gym, for example, which costs $10 a month. 
people don't see the benefits and the value of what they're getting. It's the one the biggest, well, like according to me, what's yeah to piggyback on on Christian for sure. Mm -hmm. I I totally agree that the price is definitely something that stops a lot of Quebecers. So Quebecers don't pay for things related usually to health. So mm -hmm. our healthcare system is free. Yeah. There's a lot of things that are free. Of, of course, we pay taxes and indirectly they pay, but they don't have to take out their credit card when they invest in their health. It's, it's rare. So that type of mentality is something that follows them as they make choices in their life, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that when they come here and it's like, oh, you know, $100, $1,000, et cetera, per month a year mm -hmm. for them it's like a big stop for sure and it's just the it's just the mentality and it's our job obviously to show that it is worth it yeah. but for sure that i would say that's one part just making them see that it's worth it absolutely yeah, yeah explaining your value to members can be something that's difficult especially if you are surrounded by like global global gyms and if that's mm -hmm. all that people know in your community and they see this group fitness place for over a hundred dollars a month they're like well what what's the difference and they don't understand that so my question to you guys would be what are you actively doing or working on to kind of clear this bottleneck out of the way it's more than currently we're not actively working on it i, I would say that's maybe one of our weaknesses we're doing it while we're meeting the people you know right. i can convince someone that what i'm selling you works the price that i'm selling it to you but trying to advertise this or to put this in front of people that there's a big value at what you're going to get and put the price aside I, that, I don't think that's one of our big, biggest strengths. Not strength. I mean, we've done it a little. We've done yeah. it a little bit. I don't think we've seen maybe the impact we wish we would have with that. I think mm -hmm. a few times, advertising-wise, I think sometimes even I would say not a mistake, but I think maybe in our in our younger start, we would even be a little facetious in our advertising. You know, like remember, like no, no, we would write something like hashtag no promotions, just results, mm -hmm. like things like that. But sometimes like coming across maybe a little uh, boastful doesn't doesn't really get the message across. I would say maybe that's an error, not necessarily doing it in a cynical or boastful way. Yeah. Remember we did that? Like come, you know, come to our gym, you know, where we don't have promotions and you know, we're not the lowest price. But yeah, not the lowest price, biggest results. Sometimes that doesn't come across the best way, maybe to a certain population. But maybe we should retry that in another method going no like this is who we are and look for this amount like this amount costs you x but what's within that x you know mm -hmm. and maybe pushing through like what our values are and what yeah what we're worth in the advertising would perhaps be something we should yeah. we'll have a meeting after this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the this podcast okay. right turning the, turning the wheel i love it yeah i mean <laughs> I, I love when I can kind of help people kind of come to that epiphany moment um, yeah. and super cool. You know, I think the idea of, you know, you said something about being boastful. I don't necessarily think that that's a bad idea if it's done tastefully. So, mm -hmm. you know, obviously results sell. So if you can tell people like, hey, you're going to come here and you're going to see results, whatever it might be, it might be a mental change. It might be a physical change whatever mm -hmm. it is, like you're going to see some kind of result within our facility. Um, and that sells if you're able to get that point across. So last question I have for you guys before we hop off of here is what's the big goal? Where do you want to take this business? You know, three years from now, what does the picture look like? 
Oh, I'll let you start from this. <laughs> let me think about it. I get the hot seat question. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think uh, three, three years, I mean, we do the three, six, one year. Mm -hmm. um, so if I can really be imaginative and really go creative and go mm -hmm. as big as my dreams wish, um, big, obviously bigger facility, that's one. I think that's one of our biggest limitations, actually. We're in the, I think we've maxed out what we can in our facility, and that kind of limits some of our dreams. Mm -hmm. So I think starting with a bigger facility will allow for even more development and growth, even in the what, what we offer, mm -hmm. let's say mobility classes, et cetera. I'd love to have specialty courses, but we don't want to divide the gym in half and have barbells dropping on one side and so a bigger facility so that I can actually do everything that I want to do the legends the youngsters the yoga the everything that my clients need mm -hmm. I don't want to be stopped by physical space I don't want to be stopped by equipment because we have no more space so for me it's about whatever I want to give my clients I mm -hmm. in three years I want to be able to say okay I can plan for that in six months cool I want to do this project awesome that's that's my biggest thing because once you're limited then you even limit what you bring to your clients and then that's what stagnates even for them as clients when they see that development that growth and that offer change and just seem more fun then that's when you keep your clients and it keeps growing that's for me what yeah. about you that's a that's a good question actually i'm i just realized that i was thinking more about myself than the business itself Oh, interesting. What is the, the goal for three hey, years? That's but it's related. But it's related. It's oh, related. Yeah. Related. Yeah. And my goal, maybe for me in three years, to have a general manager that will be there at the box, managing the box days in, days out, making sure that everything is going well, uh, running all the administrative part of it, so we can have a little step back, have an overlook, an overview of everything, and not being uh, as reactive yeah them. reactive or being there each and every day to do something else have more other projects and being able to run the box and know that it's running well maybe develop new projects and have the time to do it not being as a coach being there 25 hours a week just for coaching and doing all the administrative work but having someone that can do it for us that's maybe one of the goals that i have for the next three years and it's related but it's more personal to me as well and the business man but we're human so we we need to interact our, our own personality and our or our, 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 our own goals needs to be yeah, as absolutely. well we got it we got it we got it <laughs> that was tough <laughs> i think that that's equally as important like your goals are directly aligned with the business i mean the business is not operating without you and something that we often say here is like we want as gym owners, we want to be able to get to the point where we're working on our business and not so much in our business, right? Yeah. So we can't be in the business day to day, 24 seven, if we want the business to get to where we want it to be, we have to be able to step aside and work on the business. And it sounds like that for you as a goal, Christian, um, you know, moving forward to be able to work on the business and reach the goals that the, that you have for the business. Um, so thank you guys so much for being here today. Last Final question, where can we find you guys on social media so that our listeners can check out all that you have to offer? Of course. So the Instagram, it's, it's called Cedu Athletics Center Stash. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> just Cedu Athletics, you can find us. Yeah. And you can find our uh, Facebook page, which is also Cedu Athletics. Yeah. Yeah, true. We have a little group. We have a group on Facebook for only our members. So maybe that'll pop up too, but... 
you have to be part of our group to be inside of that, but the <laughs> athletic Facebook is for sure available for you to yeah. peruse and look at, no problem. And you can find Chloe as well on the Instagram, Chloe Gauvin David, as a professional athlete, so you can find her as well there. You too, Coach Christian, yes. right? <laughs> I love it. Thank you guys so much for sharing and thank you for being here today. For our listeners, thank you guys so much as well. If you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast to talk about your take within the fitness industry, fill out the link in the description and we will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.